Does the Super Mario Brothers movie take video game movies to the next level? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Everybody and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and trailers. Oh goodness, so many trailers! I'm your host DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, DJ. I'm uh, for once in a lifetime, my internet might be slightly better than yours, but not much. Not much. Not much. Cool. It's good. It's we, it, I'm glad we've built our entire infrastructure on things that sometimes work. Um, we appreciate it. We love it over here. So today, as I intimated at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be talking about the new uh, The Super Mario Brothers movie starring Chris Pratt. Uh, beloved icon Chris Pratt, um, and uh, uh, we're going to be, but we're also going to be talking about. We got a bunch of trailers this week, and uh, as of this recording. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is uh, dropping right now. I think we're going to dive. We've got a few things that have dropped that we are going to talk about. But I think that we're going to spend a bulk of our Star Wars conversation maybe next week once the dust has settled. We're able to like uh, see how everything uh, sorted itself out. So before we do that, as always, little business up top. If you want to watch this show live, participate in the live show, you can do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It is incredibly helpful. And also, um, every week we ask a question. And I did ask a question last week, but uh, too late to get responses for this show. Uh, um, past few Fridays have been a little bit hectic on my end uh but we do normally ask a question go over there make sure to answer that question over on spotify we truly appreciate it and um of course if you backed hellbent please for the love of god fill out your backer kit survey most of you have uh, uh actually but if you have not filled out your backer kit survey if you back the campaign we send out surveys through backer kit please fill those out we need those so that we can get you your rewards and especially if you were drawn in we got some specific questions for you that we need you to answer so please get on that please and thank you um now into some uh newsy bits we've got we're gonna start off with some trailers we got so many gosh dang trailers roxy yeah. Some might say too many trailers. Uh, honestly, they do blur together slightly. Slightly. Like, though there are some that stand out, obviously, like Barbie's not gonna blur with Blue Beetle, but one would hope. Some, some like when you get into the like action adventure superhero y trailers, yeah. They they do sometimes I'm like, oh, did I like that one? Did I dislike that one? There's a lot of trailers this week. Lot of trailers this week. Uh, let's start with the first one I watched, which was Mr. Blue Beetle. Uh, this one is, uh, I don't have any of that information in front of me. It's starting a bunch of cool people. Uh, and uh, this, so this is the next, is this the next installment in the fucking, it, it's part of the DCU. Is it? Is it going to be the part that still matters once James Gunn is, his whole thing has started? Who's to say? Uh, we don't know, but um, uh, it's part of the DCU, and I'm going to be honest with you, Roxy, I really like this trailer. I think this movie really? is going to... Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I I think post D&D, and of course, I haven't seen this. I've seen D&D. I haven't seen Blue Beetle, 
but post D&D, I, I feel more open to like, yeah, man, just do the thing. Don't You don't need to try. So few blockbusters nail just being solid blockbusters that just do the just do the thing and do it well and don't try and fuck with the formula because i'm not so convinced that we're good at that at this point <laughs> um so uh, standard issue superhero origin story blue beetle's a character i like i don't know i'm down for this did you not were you not feeling it i kind of wasn't i'm i mean not not wasn't just wasn't particularly like i um I watched this trailer and thought to myself, I definitely don't feel like seeing this movie any more than prior to watching the trailer. Okay. But it wasn't like, I'm not going to see this. Mm-hmm. I do keep in my mind that they were going to release this on digital and then, yeah, they, HBO, they yeah. to, then they switched it to theatrical. So obviously they have some um, belief in it or like, you know, confidence in it, I guess. Yeah. But Watching this trailer, I was kind of like, this feels like a streaming movie to me for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see that. I see that. I don't know. I think I, I just, I, I think DC's always kind of wanted its own Spider Man. And I think watching this trailer is like, yeah, this is kind of, I just wish this, this was the, what the Tom Holland Spider Men's were. I kind of wish this was more like, this is what I was, I've been rooting for. Kind of like a more down to earth is a wrong thing. They fly around in a beetle shaped spaceship. Uh, but, um, uh, I don't know. I'm into it. I like Jaime Reyes. I like this version of Blue I like him too. Uh, and so I'm hopeful. And listen, it could be bad. Also, a bunch of Easter eggs to uh, previous Blue Beetles, which was fun for me. Um, I I am interested in this one. I'm hopeful it does well. I'll be interested to see if. I guess we don't know. Like, I guess with all of them, it's like, does this matter to what James Gunn is doing? Which doesn't. If the movie's good, it doesn't matter. It's just. Except it does because even if it is good and they're like, we're not going to do a sequel because it doesn't connect to what we're trying to do, then that's a issue. So I don't know. I'll be interested to see if it connects up to uh, fucking what James Gunn's doing over there in TC land. Uh, meanwhile, going over to Marvel, we have a little uh, secret invasion uh, trailer. This is basically the Nick Fury show uh, coming to Disney Plus in June, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it's interesting because this is not, this is kind of like whenever we've decided to do flashpoint live action and it's like, well, that's not actually, that's not what flashpoint, that's not, this, these aren't the things that happen in flashpoint. The secret invasion was a big Marvel event. Uh, and this is, like this is not that. something and you're changing what it is. Because yeah. You want the, yeah. Yeah, basically, I feel like if I were to imagine what the conversation was like, it's like, okay, we want to do a Nick Fury show, but for whatever reason, incorrectly, we think a, just a Nick, we can't just plaster Nick Fury on there and people will show up. Uh, so maybe we'll call it Secret Invasion. And the basic core premise is there that the scrolls are hiding out. That's that's there. But if everything else, which is I don't really care about the secret invasion event, so that doesn't bother me. It's just a it's just an interesting choice. Roxy, what did you think about this trailer? I thought that this trailer also was totally fine. I remember when we, it was first announced that we were doing secret invasion. I was really excited. Yes. And once again, my excitement for that show has not, and I sound so like, wah, 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 in this episode. I don't mean to at all. That's okay. I think things will flip once we get to uh, Mario. Anyway. Okay, great. Excitement for this has not gone up for me. Yeah. Which is interesting. But also, it's just been a lot of time since we got the announcement of this. Mm -hmm. So when we're seeing this, and there's just been so many Marvel properties that have taken place 
um, between when we got this announcement. So I'm still excited for this. And I thought this trailer looked totally serviceable, but it wasn't like a standout to me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similarly about this trailer uh, as you. It's like, I like Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Um, so sure. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I am hopeful for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it could be really cool. It could also not be good. And we will see. Do you, So a big part of Secret Invasion comics was who's a scroll? Like, it literally, of the entire MCU, right. who's a scroll? Right. And in this, it's like, well, we know not Nick Fury. And there's, and like, maybe Kobe Smulders. Do you, do you think there will be like a major reveal that like a core character is a scroll? I do. And who? I think that's one of the points. Did you say who it was? Yeah, who do you think it will be? <laughs> I don't know, because who else do you think is making appearances on the show? Yeah, so what we see in the trailer, we obviously have Nick Fury. We have Maria Hill, played by Kobe Smulders. Um, we have new characters like Amelia Clark and Don Cheadle shows up as Rhodey. Was the is there somebody else? I feel like there's somebody else I'm missing, like a core person, like a previously established person that is showing. I don't know. If I were to uh, guess. I would not surprise me if they're like, hey, remember how it looked like Sharon Carter was evil at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier? She's a scroll. You know what I mean? Like that feels like a safe. Because you think she's going to be in this a lot? No, I have no reason to play. I was just, if we're going to pick anybody from the MCU to be a scroll, I feel like yeah, Sharon so Carter's that, prime. I have similar <laughs> thoughts that it's not going to be one of the people that's like core in this. It's going to be somebody that like, we discover and guest episodes for one, and then there, there's the reveal. But it can't be somebody too big that it would affect the entire movie verse. So, yeah, Aaron Carter would be an interesting guess. Yeah, because I think um, if we were playing the same way the comic played, it would be like, turns out the Tony Stark that died was actually a scroll, and now Tony's back. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, let's try it. Sure. Even over with the fans. All right. Next up. We have uh, the, the Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Yeah. You want me to go first again, DJ? Yes. Okay. Um, so I love this movie, as did you, as did, I'm going to say, every person on the planet. Yeah. The first one, obviously. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons we loved it is because of the story. And then the other one of the other reasons we loved it is because of the medium just being so cool and beautiful. Yeah. Um, this looks as cool and beautiful and the story seems very, um, I guess the word I'll say is epic. Like this trailer had a lot of moving parts. It was not like a one narrative. It was like they are, and then, and this happened in the original one, just the trailer didn't, um, kind of play it the same way. There's a ton of characters in this and and there's a lot of storylines going on and that all seemed to culminate in like a, there can't be all of us massive end of Spider-Man world building moment, you know? Yeah. So I'm super in on this. I'm really excited for this movie. I have no reason to think this movie will be anything but great. Um, but the trailer was like, Oh, okay. I, I had to watch it a couple of times to be like this to this and this to this. Like it's, it was a little like not in a bad way, but like a little denser than I thought it would be. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it was pretty dense. I very much liked it to the I we talked a little bit about we recorded the new episodes of Spider-Verse. Uh if you don't watch those live, they should be coming out in a couple early next week. Um sometime next week. Um I really liked the opening bit with uh, just Miles being Spider-Man and dealing with the spot and he has his uh, parents stuff to the point that when we got to the Spider-Verse stuff, it's like, oh man, I kind of, listen, I know this is the Spider-Verse movies, but I kind of wish it was just like Miles doing his thing. Like I wish I would just like to follow Miles. And once we got into the implication I got from the trailer is like, uh-oh, Miles' dad's going to die. And if he tries to prevent it, multiverse shenanigans. And it's like, well, we've, We've, guys, we've done this. We, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. This, this isn't. I, 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 like you said, I'm sure it'll be great. I just don't know. I think what I'm trying to say is I'm mentally preparing myself that this will not be as good as the last one because in, if I go in in my brain saying like this is going to be even better than one of the best superhero movies ever, that's an unfair bar to oh. place between in, uh, in front of any. Uh, sequel and uh, especially a sequel that is uh, part one of a part two <laughs> um, that being said if it's not great uh, aren't you gonna be so bummed yeah I mean but I think you're right I think the pedigree and the intent is there enough that it will it, I feel I feel like it will be if it's not at least good it will be devastating but I feel like it'll at least be good I just think I can't go in thinking will be as good or better as because there's a good chance that that first spider-verse movie was kind of like lightning in a bottle and, totally. you, and you're not quite able to replicate um, that aspect of it. So uh, just, you know, just tempered expectations. It looks beautiful. All the spider people look great. Um, I think they're trying to connect this into a very personal story with Miles. And in both of these trailers, anytime we kind of are doing Miles family stuff, I those are the parts I've connected to with more. Like all the spider people are fun, but I'm more invested in the character's um and so keeping it character focused i think is smart um so we will see just not just not dunking on the tra- just uh, temper tempering my expectations especially since traditionally not a, for you know infinity war dune part one i don't traditionally like the part ones as much as the part twos because that's where we actually get to do we wrap things up so we will see but i am excited for it last trailer yeah, theoretically, could be saying I'm saving saving best for last. We've got Barbie. I said last trailer. We've got to talk about Star Wars shit, but last of the first batch of trailers we knew we were talking about today. <laughs> why do I? Why am I nervous about your reaction about this? I don't know why. Can you tell me you liked it? I did like it. I did Are like it. Good? I don't know that I know what's here's here's where my confusion comes in because the trailer is. But basically, what if we were in a Barbie world? Fucking hilarious. I think it's great. I love the bit. Uh, all the little bits. When she steps out of her heels and it's still the Barbie feet. Great. Uh, when Ken's like, Let, we should, I should move in because we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Or stay the night. I should stay the night because we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And she's like, into what? And he's like, I don't know. Um, I, awesome. And then the fact that they're all Ken's and all Barbies. Great. Along with this trailer, we'll release posters. And some of and each most of those posters because they're all Barbies and Kens are like this Barbie is a congresswoman or this Barbie is a da 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 and some of them is this person's a human and it's like what does that mean is this like a Lego movie where like the the toy we're in the world of the toys but there's also people that interact with the to- and the trailer doesn't 
the, there's an implication that maybe Barbie leaves Barbie world, but that's like where the trailer ends. So it's like, what? I don't know that I know what this movie is still. <laughs> yeah, I do think that's what it is. I think that there's a human world and a Barbie world. And um, at some point she thinks about leaving Barbie world. Don't. Like, My advice to her is don't do that. Stay in Barbie world. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm obsessed with this. I feel like it's what they've done is fascinating because in the first trailer, they got everybody talking by putting a trailer that I'm not even sure is part of the movie. For sure. Which is a, a bunch of kids ripping off like their baby doll heads because they the Barbies come through. Yeah. This trailer tells us almost no more about mm-hmm. the movie, um, but shows all of its star power, which is like... Yeah insane um and has a couple funny moments hi barbie hi barbie hi barbie hi ken mm-hmm. hi ken hi, the whole thing and like you said that uh, one joke do what and yeah. you're just sitting there waiting for his answer yeah i don't know mm-hmm. um so great but i have no idea what the movie is yeah perfect um they're bringing us in super blind so far and i have so much faith in greta and her ability to pull out an amazing whatever the F this is. I'll never forget reading Simu Liu say that this is the best script he ever read. Yeah. Like I, if this is the movie of the year for me, Mm -hmm. if this movie does not do well, this is like, you know, this is my Super Bowl. This is my, like I, all I care about is Barbie this year. Yeah. 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 Barbie's in it to win it. Yeah, I'm very interested. And I think there's a, a very good chance that even if the movie is not good, it will at least be very interesting. Like, it'll be like, you really, you swung for the fences. Like, it'll be, and it'll be worth it just for that alone. Even if it's not good, it will be great. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great way. I think that's a great way of describing it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So those were the trailers we were going to talk about today. Then, did you say they were dropping this stuff at three in the morning? Star Wars Celebration is happening across the planet right now. <laughs> yeah, it's in London. I, I heard that. Um, when I was doing the big thing with Christian Harloff, he told me that all the like the big panel was at starting at three a.m. Yeah. So. Cheese. All right. Cool. It was a, <laughs> over seven hours ago for us, but I did not pay attention to it. Uh, I do want to point out real quick before we fully move over to Star Wars. Uh, Leonard Kim in the live chat says Barbie is about to blow our minds, um, and I agree. And. 
Mike Joyce says, I'm excited for this one. And I think he said that before, Barbie, but I'm sure it applies to all the trailers. We're no, about it's about today. Barbie. It's about Barbie. God damn it. No, I'm very excited for Barbie too. Um, okay. So this is going on like literally as we speak, I think we'll dedicate a good chunk of next week's episode talking about all the stores. Um, um, celebration news uh, that might be our focus next week but just to touch on it the the here are the big things so uh i'll let's start with the trailers because i had you watch those we got ahsoka and indiana jones let's start with ahsoka which is of course i was going to say spinoff of the mandalorian but it's obviously more complicated than that because that character's been around since the clone wars cartoon and it's it, it very much even though we saw rosario dawson show up as ahsoka in mandalorian this is very much a spinoff of Rebels. This is a live action. Everybody's excited that a lot of the Star Wars Rebels characters are being seen in live action and they're seen in this trailer. I'm going to guess, Roxy, that you you didn't watch Star Wars Rebels. No. Okay. Um, uh, neither did I. Um, but uh, what did you think about, as the resident Star Wars fan in this house, what did, what did you think of the trailer? I like this. I, I'm excited for Ahsoka. I mean, it's like... Almost a not fair question because here's what I know. When they introduced Ahsoka to me, so not in the world, but when yeah. I first saw her, I was like, ooh, she's sick though. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, we're going to do a spinoff show of hers. And I was like, I already really fucks with all these shows. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then they showed us the trailer and I was like, that looks cool. Mm -hmm. But then again, and we'll talk about this later on. I'm like one of the rare few people on the planet who liked this week's episode of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So I like, don't know that they, I don't know that I'm their target demo, but what they're doing is working for me. I think you're absolutely their target demo, Roxy. I think you're 100% their target demo. Um, I think this trailer looks really cool. I don't know anything about the show. I have said for, um, a long time that I think Disney kind of fucked up by not trying to mine more of the pre-existing Star Wars lore for their reboot. I understand the desire to reboot just because there's just a lot of between when Return of the Jedi left theaters, all the what is now Legends uh, all the expanded novels, comic books, games, all that stuff. If if you're going to try and haul, say all that is in continuity in your reboot, it'd be tough. But at least do what the Marvel movies do and mine those elements to reintroduce into your new continuity because fans are already invested in that stuff. So I say all that to say I think bring back Thrawn is a great idea. I think uh, I think Filoni, regardless of my feeling of of Clone Wars or Rebel, which I didn't really watch either of those. I do like Bad Batch, which he's a big part of as well. I think Filoni understands the brand as much as anybody besides George Lucas. Uh, so I think giving him more free reign, allowing him this opportunity, uh, bringing back Thrawn, bringing back characters people like from Rebels, I think that's a very safe bet on Disney's part. Uh, do you and say safe in, in a good way? In this, considering how volatile Star Wars has been for a long time, yes, I yes, I do mean it in a good way. Like, yeah, good. I, I, and and this is hindsight's twenty twenty, but I feel like it's like, yeah, you all should have like when Disney first bought Star Wars, you should have gone to Filoni, put a writers' room together, and figured out what your new trilogy is going to be, then hire directors. Because I don't think, and I feel like most people, it, it to some degree. I don't think you agree, but I think most people to some degree would think the sequel trilogy just kind of doesn't work. Uh, but anyway, we're here now. 
I think giving Dave Filoni, and we're going to talk more about Dave Filoni in a minute. We're here now. We're, we're here now. And, and long, it's, long, it's a long way of saying, I think the trailer looks cool. I'll watch it. I'm hopeful for it. And I know that I've not been, and I'll talk a bit about this more and what we're into. I know that I'm not a fan of The Mandalorian. Uh, but if people are like wondering, like, why do you keep watching it? it's my job but also i do want it to be good like i'm rooting for it like i'm not i'm not hate watching it i'm not watching it to dunk on it i do it's i too like much time for you to be watching it for you to be hate watching it you know like you hate watch something that's like an episode or one movie or whatever yeah. like you don't hate watch an entire three seasons of yeah i do i like the elements conceptually i like what they're trying to do i just i I wish it was better. That's anyway, whatever. So my point is I'm rooting for this. I, I, the trailer looks really good. I like the tone that they said. It looks epic. Uh, I don't know how smart it is for Disney. They, they're clearly blowing a lot of fucking money on these star Wars, Disney plus shows. I don't know how smart that is, but like, it looks great. Like, uh, so I'm interested in it. Um, uh, we're going to circle back to Mr. Filoni in a second. Before we do that, we also got an Indiana Jones trailer for the dial of destiny. What did you think about I, that? I thought this looked sick. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for this. They're, they have an interesting mix of current and throwback footage um, mm -hmm. and like, and vibes and nostalgia, but I hope that they stick the landing on this so badly. Like it was watching this made me feel like this might be really good. Yeah. And yeah. that would be so great. I mean, for so long, as you know, DJ, the running joke has been like, there's only three Indiana Mo Jones movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't acknowledge the fourth or whatever. Yeah. Like, almost every person who thinks they're a comedian makes that exact comment. Mm -hmm. um, so how great for fans of the franchise if it comes back with a movie that people love. And it's been enough time. You know, like, yeah. they're not trying to, like, rush to Indiana Jones 5, like, just to make it work. So I feel like there's a really good chance this is super solid. I also love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, you know, all the kids, all the uh, younglings mm -hmm. keep telling me about Phoebe Bridgers, who is a... Uh, Musician, right? Yeah. yeah. So I keep mixing that yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. it's like um, for me in the, these two actors could not be more different but michael madsen and mads mickelson totally. sometimes when i'm going to say one of their names the other one like tries to get in there real quick <laughs> totally um so they they giggle at me view yeah. all rich who i actually love um yeah. Big fan of Fleabag. You might, by the way, Fleabag's fucking incredible. If you all haven't watched it, it's like two, it's like twelve episodes. Do yourself a favor, check that out. Uh, but also, you might like Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know. Yeah, I might. I might. <laughs> yeah. I might. Um, and then Fuel Bridge is another show that I loved too. That was less famous than Fleabag. Yeah, she actually did it before Fleabag. I watched it after Fleabag. Though it has an ing. I want to say it's called like. It's not called shrinking. It's called like mm -hmm. whatever. One of you guys will remind me. Um, joking, friendshipping. There's no something. way to know. Whatever you guys. <laughs> there's no way to know. There's no machine that could help me out right now. Listen, my uh, internet's so dicey right now. I'm not pulling up IMDb. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so I really, really like her, and I think that she elevates everything she works on, and yes. so that's a great addition. Um, and also, I've been in such a Harrison Ford kick. 
like well he's having to say a renaissance isn't fair because it's not like he went away but he's having kind of a moment right now totally between shrinking and 1923 um he's been just spending a lot of time on my tv screen yes uh and there's another thing that he's crashing what'd you say phoebe waller bridge crashing crashing yeah thank you yeah i knew it was an ing yeah um, for anybody who likes Fleabag, I highly recommend Crashing. Yeah. It's very similar. You didn't see it, did you? Did you? No, but I should it's check it out because I love Fleabag. Tonally, like cringe, um, but more group of friends related. Gotcha. Um, really good. She's just a baller. Yeah. And so, and like you wouldn't expect her in an indie franchise. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just stoked for this. And it kind of like Barbie, kind of like Spider-Verse. I'm going to be so bummed if this isn't good. Yeah, I think I'm very tempered expectations. Like you you mentioned, Roxy, I'm definitely one of those people. Like my uh, wife had never seen the Indiana Jones films. And I showed her the first three. And then I was like, that's it. That's all of them. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Because I think there's there's just these and three perfect. she still perfect... doesn't know. She's, uh, yeah, we, she'll, we still have not watched the fourth one. And I don't. I just, I'm dragging my feet. Um, but um um, there's there's these three perfect blockbusters, and so that's it's gonna be tough for any movie to for to crack that for me, especially since y'all know I'm not as like I I would have been f- fine. I love Indiana Jones, but I don't need more if it's not gonna be perfect. Great, and, yeah, I know. And Indiana Jones and and nothing, like you said, I watched. I've just watched the first episode of Shrinking. Watched all of 1923 so far. Harrison Ward's fucking fantastic. He's as good as has he ever been. But he's not uh, getting any younger. And so I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of de aging tech. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to keep an open mind about it. But I'm also a okay if because I still have those three perfect blockbusters. You know what I mean? There's, those aren't going away. So um, I'm fine if I just ignore this one as well. If that ends up being where my brain goes, that's I'm fine with that. But I am like you. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is fucking fantastic. Speaking of Mads Mikkelsen, he's in this as well. And he's a great villain. He's a good He's a good villain. So speaking of, spinning off of these, speaking of James Mangold, who's directing this new Annie Jones film, he will also, he's also supposed to be, um, they said the word create, that's one of the reasons why I kind of want to save a lot of our Star Wars talk for next week, once we kind of know more specifics. Mm-hmm. Because they use the term James Gold, James Mangold is creating a new, they announced three new Star Wars movies. One of them is a James Mangold one following the dawn of the Jedi, the beginning of the Jedi Order, a long time before uh, episode four, New Hope. Um, And I'm going to assume when they say he is creating, that means primarily directing, is what I presume that means. Um, The other one... Did he write? Did he write the Logan movie? I No, I don't think so. I don't think he writes his movies. Um, So so I think it's, it's directing. Meanwhile, Dave Filoni who we were talking about with Ahsoka is making a quote unquote new Republic film that I've been hearing. I don't know how confirmed I, cause I'm some people are saying this is the case. I don't know how confirmed this is. Like if they specifically no, he said wrote, this, he wrote Logan. Oh, did he? Yeah. And he wrote walk the line and he wrote Kate and Leopold and okay. he wrote girl interrupted. Um, and he wrote Oliver and company, which I loved as a kid. Okay. Um, there you go. So maybe he's heavy. So maybe he's he's writing and directing it. Um, but he's going to be yeah. heading up a Dawn of the Jedi movie. 
uh, Dave Filoni um, is making a new Republic film that, I, that I'm hearing. I don't know how confirmed this is. That is kind of a culmination of like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, all this. Wait, can we stand the mangled one for a second so yes. I don't get confused with all of them? Yeah. Because you know my, the time periods thing is the thing that Fs me up the most. Yeah. So Dawn of the Jedi as in pre-prequels? Yes. Way pre-prequels. Pre, yeah. Like this, if if this is correct, this would probably be the oldest thing they've ever definitely the oldest thing Disney's done, because this would be pre New Republic, pre High Republic, pre Old Republic, pre everything. Like literally so Dawn of the Jedi. Is there source material for this? There was a comic that that uh, covered the beginning of the Jedi Order, like literally, like the lightsabers are attached to like battery packs that they hold. Like that's that kind that's of that's kind shit. of sick. Um, so, but I don't know how if they're going to pull what if anything they're going to pull from that. Have we heard James Mangold's name attached to any Star Wars rumor mill? Like this is the first that I'm hearing James Mangold, obviously um, with Disney's track record. Yeah. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows if we're going to see any of these movies, yeah. but this is what they're saying. Because it's like, before this, it was like, no, Taika Waititi movies, Taika Waititi's movie is going to be our next one. And before that, it was like, Ryan Johnson has a whole trilogy. And it's like, and then Patty Jenkins has Rogue One. It's like, all right, we'll see. We'll see this. Totally. But for this, this sounds dope, right? Yeah, it could be cool. I I, I think um, James Mangold is a very solid director. I don't know that I get excited when I hear his name. Um uh, I think he's a very sturdy choice. I think, like you know, Kate Leopold doesn't excite you. I've never seen it. Just never sense. seen it. No, but like you know, Logan is good. Like we've talked about this, Logan is very good. Um, um, I I don't know that I love it as much as everybody else does. Yeah, I, I but I also like. I also really liked his The Wolverine, the movie he did before Logan, and Ford v Ferrari is a really solid movie. He makes movies I really enjoy. Did you see Three Ton to Yuma? Yeah, it's fun. It's not my favorite western, it. but it's good. Walk the Line is good. He's he's solid. He's a solid director that might get you an Oscar nom. You know what I mean? What do like, you think was the conversation behind this? Like, do you think that he's a diehard Star Wars fan, or do you think that they approached him because they were like, oh, we like his dramatic touch, or uh, just out of all the directors, uh, he is a little more established, and Disney is a little bit on the rocks with a lot of their directors. Why do you think this pairing took place? Um, I think it probably spun out of him doing Indiana Jones. That, like, you know, all right, we clearly trust him to do the Spielbergy stuff. That's uh, close enough to Star Warsy stuff. Uh, and they so liked what they saw, and they were like, okay, what do you want to do? Here's some options. Mike Joyce in uh, the chat is saying it takes place twenty five thousand years. He says 25,000 years ago. I'm going to presume that means 25,000 years prior to New Hope. Because uh, if you recall, it's a, even New Hope was a long time ago and far, far away. So, um, um, yeah. So, I would imagine they just liked... they Full school. Exactly. 25,000 years ago. They, they liked his... Um, they liked what they saw with Dial of Destiny. And I think they wanted a little bit of that. Because it seems between Dial of Destiny and Logan and now this, it feels like, hey, we want to make a franchise movie that might net us an Oscar. <laughs> 
And so let's hire James Mangold to do that because it looks like he might be able to accomplish that, which is not an easy feat. Getting your blockbuster movie into the Oscar chat is not an easy accomplishment. And he's becoming a little bit of a company man. Okay, so so that's the first one. All right, DJ, I'm ready. Sorry. Okay, cool. No, no, no. No worries. Not at all. Not a problem. So next is Dave Filoni is doing... um, uh, New Republic movie, which is supposedly supposed to be a, a follow-up to Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, all of that stuff. So basically, the the what I'm what I'm uh, understanding, and I don't know how official this is because again, this information is just coming in. Basically, Dave Filoni is making a Star Wars movie that is kind of like the Infinity War of the current Disney Plus crop. So like Mandalorian, it, theoretically, Mandalorian and Ahsoka will team up to either fight Thrawn or some other. Thing. And when are Mandalorian and Ahsoka? I want to say I was I was reading it is five to ten years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. So we think we'll only have those characters like Ahsoka um, Mando. So I know one of the most the the, the this books as far as I understand it the books that kicked off the expanded star wars expanded universe that became legends this that, that kept it thriving between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy were the timothy zahn um i hope i got his name right uh that's another there's another zahn i always flip their flip their names around um thrawn books and so i kind of feel like this is this is kind of an ode to that on the big screen and i say all that to be like i would surprise me if they don't try to fit luke in there it, it, I feel like it depends on how much they think they can get away with the de-aging tech. It's like if they if they're confident enough in it that Luke can be like a main character in the movie, they will do that. If they think they if they think audiences will not respond, and I think actually this also goes to the Dial of Destiny quite like we're gonna get a lot of D.H. Harrison Ford in Dial of Destiny. How do audiences respond to that? Good. Then guess what? Luke's gonna be a main character in this Dave Filoni movie. <laughs> Does you think that be like? With Carrie Fisher, obviously, um, she's not around to give permission if it was even asked. Yeah. Do you think that with um, Harrison Ford and with um, Mark Hamill and whoever else, that with them being around, they are permission is being asked of them and or paychecks are being cut to them? Are you talking about if, if they were to pass away or like currently no, if they're cur- currently like oh, 100%. you're talking about like him being the lead character in a movie. Yeah, or like one of the leads. Yeah, I would I why well, I imagine they would do what they they're doing with The Mandalorian cuz I think he's still on set for those like for the Boba Fett stuff, he's still on set for that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know He's also doing some of the vocals and stuff, even though I I don't know how they de-age or whatever. And and you're not going to like this, Roxy, but I really think like they should just do an animated The Adventures of Luke series because Mark Hamill is a voice actor. And it's like, and that I think that that I know you don't love. No, the animation I don't just like that. But I know you're not as big a fan of the animation stuff. But it's like if you did an animated series in the style of Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch, that was just the Adventures of Luke post Return of the Jedi. That show would do gangbusters for fucking Disney. I think that show would do really fucking well with the Star Wars crowd. And I, I just don't. And and it, I just I thought the little cameo of Luke at the end of Mandalorian was was. It, cool enough the we got more of it in boba fett and i don't i just i don't know that you can build a movie around my question dj 
Yeah. Do you think they're getting 100%? I think they're not only getting permission. I think it's like we're hiring you to be on set and basically to the degree that you can play the role. Okay. Yeah. Now the question then is. I feel less shitty about that than like now it's going to be in people's like contracts and stuff. But like I, it is bizarro to me. You know, I have said many times, use my name and likeness, get my family money. Yeah. I want to be seen everywhere and then get them paid. Yeah. But like, at least it, if like that's what Luke wants, if that's mm-hmm. what Mark Hamill wants, then yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. But it, if it isn't. Yeah. I think the interesting question too is um, if they were, because some people have said, you know, obviously there's the memes of like Sebastian Stan looks like Mark Hamill when he's younger. Like if you were to recast somebody as Luke, well, which is what we did with Han. Uh, in the Han Solo movie, does Which Mark Hamill have to well for everybody? Everywhere, God, I just rewatched Hail Caesar, and that was the first time I saw Alden Ehrenreich, who played Han Solo in that movie. And I think that actor's so fucking good. He's so. What did good. I just watch him in? I told you about that. He was excellent in Cocaine Bear. Was it Cocaine Bear? Yes, and he was he's... really good in it. And it bums because I also think he's really. I know people had mixed feelings about the movie. I think he's really good in Solo. But it bums me out that I think the backlash kept him from being the star that I think he deserves to be because I think he's really fucking talented. Anyway, he wouldn't be the first Star Wars actor where the backlash kept him from being the star that I think he deserves to be. Cough, cough. Hayden Christensen, cough. cough. <laughs> All right, I, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know that Alden Ehrenreich or Hayden Christensen are on the same level, in my opinion. But I hear you. I hear you. Um, but anyway, if you were to recast it, I guess the question I have is does Mark Hamill need to be part of that conversation? And to that point, again, for decades, there were Star Wars, there's still Star Wars comics where it's like Luke looks like Mark Hamill, obviously. Does Mark Hamill get royalties from those comics because it is his likeness? Like, what are the rules there? Um, I don't know. Um, but uh, but anyway, I'm interested. I'm interested in this movie. I don't actually hate the idea, just because, again, if we're going to like homage this classic era from the legends, Star Wars legends, the books and everything. I think it'd be cool to have Luke in there. I just don't know that I want it to be deep fake Luke, but I also don't know that I want it to be recast Luke. Although Sebastian Stan is a, a terrific actor. I wouldn't, I don't know that I think he looks as much like Mark Hamill as everybody else does, but I think he's a terrific actor. So I'm down for it. If they could make de-aged Luke look incredible. Yeah. Would that make you feel differently? I don't, because even incredible is not, the same i mean man listen fucking grogu at the start of mandalorian is 50 so you could still have him be like i'm just saying take advantage of the grogu's the fact that grogu ages differently jump forward a few decades to where mark hamill's more he could look like he does now and just have it be that luke i you know what i mean like i don't know which they might do i don't know i don't know when this movie's supposed to take place so I just want Luke and to fight Thrawn. Just give me Luke fighting. Yeah, my understanding is yes, he is directing it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's those two. There's those two. Here's the third one. Uh, Charmin. Oh my God. I'm probably going to mispronounce this name and I do apologize. Charmin Obaide Chinoy, who worked on Miss Marvel, um, will be making a post Rise of Skywalker movie um, with Daisy Ridley returning as Rey. And they're following Ray creating a new Jedi Order, and it is apparently set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. Roxy's speechless. <laughs> I'm a little surprised by that. 
um, I shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Like, uh, okay, so my... So I told DJ before this, I didn't, I wasn't looking at Star Wars announcements, didn't know what the movies were. He was going to tell me live. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happens when you're like, yeah. when you hear news that is surprising to you for many reasons. Number one, Star Wars, the, the, um, sequels. Yeah. I would say have a little bit of a stink on them. Mm -hmm. I happen to love all of the Star Wars movies. So I, mm -hmm. I, I am like totally, I can't even, when people are like, you're a Star Wars shill, I can't even be like, no, because I'm <laughs> not paid by them in any way, but I just like the Star Wars movies because I like stars and, and wars in space and yeah. shit. Like, I just like them. Um, and I don't watch them with a very discerning eye. I just kind of enjoy them. Yeah. But when you think about the sequels, like there was a lot of drama with John Boyega and the franchise and with the fans and um, Kelly Marie Tran and just like in gen and I don't say drama, like it was undeserved. Um, but there was like a lot of, and then, and the Ryan Johnson of it all yeah. and people thinking that seven and nine have a through line and eight, it throws everything for a loop. And, them not being wrong about that, that there's no through line. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have no parents that matter. These are your parents, Palpatine, whatever, the whole thing. Yeah. You guys know, I'm recapping. <laughs> so. Previously with, on Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so on the previously on, I feel like people are left with a little bit of a weird taste in their mouth for us to very quickly jump into a ray movie now do i think ray deserves a movie yeah i think that she's a dope character um in what world do i think that they're like ray goes off solo dolo and there are no other characters from the sequels involved yeah but then there's been so much and she has been the most quiet about any backlash against disney mm -hmm. uh, by far yeah so part of you could kind of see this coming. Yeah. But also, like, you know, it'd be it'd be like if a couple years after the original trilogy, if Luke got a movie. Yeah. People would kind of be, I, I feel like I'd kind of be like, huh, what about Han and Leia? Yeah. Like, they are, maybe this one's, maybe the sequels, people more think of it as Ray's journey, but I really thought of it as... Poe and Finn and Ray. Yeah. Uh, so this, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what story they really are trying to tell with this. It's just interesting. What do you think about it, DJ? Uh, I think it's interesting. I do think there's a chance to, I like the idea of going back and I, 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 I like the idea that we're not just throwing this away. Cause I think there's a strong star Wars tradition of making a trilogy that is bad and then doing stuff around that area that kind of redeems it. Again, I didn't watch a lot of the Clone Wars cartoon, but my understanding from the fan base is it took a lot of the stuff that didn't work in the movies and laid the groundwork for them in a way that made fans enjoy it more. So I like I don't like the idea, uh, and I think I feel this way mostly because I like 
Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac. Like, I like those actors so much that I'm kind of bummed that, in my opinion, they got saddled with shitty Star Wars movies. And I do think there's room to kind of go back and, like, redeem it a little bit. So I I like I like that. I am conceptually down. I Because, again, I think even though I do not consider myself a Star Wars fan in that I don't seem to enjoy most things Star Wars... I am. I do want to. Like, I like the elements here. So, like, when I get something like Andor that I fucking love, it's like, oh, great. Something like The Bad Batch that I really enjoy. Uh, there's episodes of Rebels and Clone... For those watch, if Darth Maul showed up in an episode of Clone Wars or Rebels, I watched that because I like that character. So, I, you know what I mean? When I watch those episodes, I appreciate it. I want to like it. And so it's like, yeah, maybe this will be a shot I feel like I'm describing like I'm in a toxic relationship. Maybe this, maybe this, it'll, it'll work out this time. Maybe we'll bring Daisy Ridley maybe back. Maybe, maybe we'll get John Boyega in there and it'll be good because uh, in the chat, we got um, Kit, Kit Kat sneak attack says kind of shocked Disney hasn't done a Luke cartoon. Leonard Kim is uh, saying cough, cough or John Boyega cough, cough. Um, you know, like uh, I do think like you Roxy, it's like I even if it's just a cameo, I think the big one is we need to, we need to make peace with John Boyega. We need to make peace with John Boyega. Uh, the, they we haven't. Need to, they so clearly haven't. We need to make that right. We need whatever it's money truck, whatever. We need to. We need to make and especially because I, J.J. Abrams in a stupid mystery box shit like all through. Rise of Skywalker, we're hinting at him being like, by the way, I can use the Force. And then we never pay that off. And we're starting a new Jedi Order. It's like, yeah, we need to do right by John Boyega. We need to do, like, I, I should phrase it this way. I think Star Wars should make, I would be more interested in this movie if Star Wars makes peace with John Boyega and does right by Kelly Marie, Marie Tran. I think Disney in some ways has, because she went on to voice Raya. Um, so I think we've, they've worked, Disney's worked with Kelly Marie Tran post that. But it's like, I don't know. I I didn't like that she got sidelined in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but her issue was not her issue as in her. She vocalizes, but my issue was more about how the fans treated. That's her. true. I think that's you're right because I was trying to distinguish in my brain what's the difference between the Kelly Marie. Like, how do I vocalize the difference there? And it's like, oh yeah, John Boyega specifically has a problem with Disney and Star right. Wars. Kelly Marie Tran has a problem with the fans. That's also a little bit harder to solve. That's a little bit uh, yeah. And they did, whether it was enough or not, who knows, but they did try to have her back and issue statements about hate and like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, she got, she got, I think the worst hate of anybody in the Star Wars franchise ever. And it's frustrating. About her, not about her yeah. performance, about her. Yeah. And it's frustrating for a lot of reasons, but also in my opinion, even though I didn't love the sequel tri- trilogy, I think she's one of the best parts. Like, no yeah. offense to Daisy Ridley, Ridley, who I think is fantastic. I think Kelly Rose Tycho is more interesting. I think she's just a more interesting character. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it's not – Daisy Ridley saddled with being, I'm the main person. You know what I mean? Like, she, she doesn't get to have, like, a lot of nuance. Um, I just thought Kelly Train was a more interesting character. I thought Rose was one of the more interesting characters we introduced in those movies. And so it's just a bummer. I don't know. I'm hopeful yes. that we can get redemption for the sequels in this movie. And that'll mean different things to different people. <laughs> so in the sequels, we're going to go backwards for a second. Yeah. In the sequels, if you had to say who the main character is, who would you say? Uh, it was Ray. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In the 
original series, if you had to say who the main character is, who would you say? You're talking about the original, like New Hope. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luke. Really? Definitively like that? Oh, yeah. Okay. In the prequels, who would you say the main character was? Anakin. It's always a Skywalker. That's why they call it the Skywalker trilogy. <laughs> I don't feel the same way as you, necessarily. Okay. Well, here we go. We're, we're getting really sidelined with the Star Wars stuff, and we do have to talk about the Mario Brothers movie. I don't want to. We'll talk about more about the Star Wars stuff next week because I do want to unpack who you think the. the um, you feel as definitive about the prequels and the original series as you do about the, tr- the um, sequel, though? Yes. Wow. Yeah, um, I, and I think I, I think that's one of the problems with the sequels is because of J.J. Abrams' stupid fucking mystery box shit. The advertising for the, the I think the one that's the muddiest is actually the sequel trilogy because they tried to market as if John Boyega and Finn was the lead, just to hide the fact that Ray. And it's like that's the stupid. I fucking hate that shit. Just whatever. Um, we don't need to get in that. We'll probably unpack all the Star Wars stuff next week. I do one last question from Mike Joyce. Odds that Grogu is in Ray's Star Wars movie, and I think pretty go- a little bit better than a coin flip. I would say that Grogu might show up in Ray's Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> really? Why? Because goodwill, Roxy. They need that goodwill. You're wondering how they're going to get the goodwill. Guess what? Grogu. Pre- uh, we people loved Teen Groot. Now we're getting Teen Grogu in in Ray's Star Wars movie. Okay, but will he even be a baby at that point? No, that's what I'm saying. He'll be a teen, maybe. I don't know how Grogu That's ages. I'm not sure. That we're in Teen Groot. I we're think it's get- Team Groot. No, no, Teen Grogu, preteen Grogu. Okay. I'm saying, I'm saying, pretty, pretty good. I think pretty good. All right, we're gonna go on a quick ad break, and we will be back to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. All right, we are back god damn it and we are here to talk about the super mario brothers movie this is uh the one that came out in 2023 uh directed by aaron horvath and michael jelinek written by matthew fogel the story of the super mario brothers on their journey through the mushroom kingdom um as of right now this uh, has, <laughs> as of this recording on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 54%, is that still the case? It has a 54% um, tomato score, Rotten Tomato score, and but, a 95% uh, audience score. I'm audience. I'm critics. Um, uh, while it's nowhere near you, as thrilling. You take a good long look at yourself in the mirror, DJ. Uh, while it's nowhere near as thrilling as turtle tipping your way to 128 lives, the Super Mario Brothers is a movie is a colorful, albeit thinly plotted, animated adventure that has about as many Nintendos as Nintendons. I love it when you read the, the description, and it's clearly before like all the critics came in, because that makes it seem like it got a positive score, and it sure did not. Um, this is, of course, the scarring Chris Pratt uh, as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and uh, Charles Martinet, who voices Mario in the games, uh, did, makes a couple of fun uh, cameos. But we're going to start spoiler-free. Roxy, what did you love about this movie? Uh, probably all the things you hated. I think we probably feel the exact same way about the movie. I just liked the things you didn't like. Uh-huh. Um, it was super simple. Mm-hmm. It was really short. It was a lot of fun. 
It was action packed. It had all the characters I wanted it to have. It was a storyline that it was like so nice and breezy to follow. I actually thought that the voice actors, or the actors did an amazing job. I was shocked with how little I was um, thrown off by Chris Pratt. I thought that Keegan-Michael Key, who played Toad, gave the greatest performance. So endearing. That's I was obsessed so with that funny. character. <laughs> what did you say? Nothing, 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 nothing. I'd feel differently. So it's interesting yeah, that you that's say all, that. It's, I think we, all the things that I liked are probably all the things you disliked. Yeah. We saw the same things. You yeah, know? We did. We did. We sure did. Um, I love Jack Black um, and uh, Seth Rogen. I thought that um, even at first Anya Taylor-Joy to me was a little like robotic. And then I like got what she was doing and was super in. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was just like a really fun, nostalgic blast from the past of fun 30, uh, 90 minutes of just like, I know exactly what you guys are doing here. Thank you for inviting me to watch this. It kind of reminded me of watching my brother play video games as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Kim in the chat says, Roxy is the voice of the people. I really am on this one because the second I walked out and I am, am looking forward to hearing what you say about this DJ, but, and I wonder how you felt about the screening. Mm -hmm. The second I walked out, I was like, bummer. But critics were audibly shitting on it. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, that movie was so lame. Or like that movie, like there was almost no point to the plot or like. Oh what? yeah. So you went to the, you went to the uh, critic screening. Oh, yeah, I went yeah. to the, I went to the all media screening. My audience was a little more forgiving. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious about that. Like yeah. my audience, I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. Like I could tell the whole time the audience was not into this movie. Yeah. Um, it was very apparent. Yeah. So I knew immediately that the critics were going to hate this movie because mm -hmm. it wasn't like one of those when you walk out and you're like, I wonder how people feel about that. But I also, my first tweet was audiences are going to love this mm -hmm. and I'm audiences. Yeah. Not because I'm trying to be a contrarian, just because I, the one voice you could hear during this movie was me going, ha ha. <laughs> like, I felt about this like how I felt about Dungeons and Dragons, Yeah. which is I'm not a super fan of this franchise. Yeah. I know enough to feel like I have a base knowledge of some of these characters. And it's just like, it turned my brain off. Watch this for a little joy, joy, joy. I knew it was going to get smashed by the critics. And I knew the audiences were going to love it, especially kids, which by the way, is who it's for. Yeah, but uh, you could argue that Pixar movies are for kids and they're also not bad uh no okay so here, here's what i'll say here's what i'll say i think it is beautifully animated i think um they do yeah, the animation was sick it's sick it's do a stunning job recreating that world bringing it into this movie i think everything looks good like you said i've been a pretty vocal critic that it's not just chris pratt just the celebrity voice cast in general i'm not a fan of i'd it it, it takes me out of the it, it ruins the illusion of being in the Mario world. It's like, that's Seth Rogen. You know what I mean? Um, and for the most part, that was not a problem. I, I think for the most part, the voice cast was fine to pretty good. Um, there's a few choices they make where the movie itself goes out of its way to comment, like to point out like, Hey, 
this character, this person's voice in this. And it's like, don't fucking do that, man. I'm watching a Mario movie. I'm not watching, I don't need Jack Black to do power ballads of fucking Bowser. I don't need that shit. Get it out of here. Um, oh my God. I, it's distracting. It. I don't need it. Um, but for the most part, it's fine. In, in, I know Chris Pat, uh, more than anybody has been getting heat. He is fine. Um, uh, it didn't take me out of the movie. I think the movie starts off actually pretty strong, like where it's kind of setting up its world. Um, I just the at the one thing it, it reminds you at the very beginning before the movie start even starts is that this is from this is from Illumination, the same studio that made the Minions, and that's the, it's the same people, and they have the same instincts, and the so there's a lot of like really hacky jokes a lot of like um needle drops like music cues that are distracting and obvious and like it listen if you if you loved hearing holding out uh, uh bonnie is it bonnie tyler who did holding out for a hero bonnie tyler's holding out for a hero in shrek 2 and you thought it was cool when they used it in he-man revelations and you thought it was cool when they used it in guardians of the galaxy and you thought it was cool maybe by the time they trotted out I here did. you're like okay may- no. maybe maybe we could give that song a rest i thought it was cool in every single one of those and this and i was like yeah yeah this is the type of movie the humor you're dealing with in this movie is very much of the somebody looks at camera and goes well that just happened that's what we're dealing with and it became once the nostalgia wore off it became kind of a chore for me to get through the movie (laughs) Mm -hmm, i could you know what? I I don't know because I wanted to just say I could see why you didn't like it, but I kind of don't, DJ. <laughs> yeah. Well, to your to your point, you brought up Dungeons and Dragons, which is a movie I enjoyed. The same way that Dungeons and Dragons looked at its premise and its source material, and each scene and each moment tried to find a creative way to engage with that material and justify that material within the movie. Mario doesn't do any of that shit. Mario is just like, hey, you remember? You know the games? Why is this happening? Well, the games. Well, cool, but all, you're making a movie. Yeah, but the games. Yeah, man, I know it's fucking based off a game, man, but you gotta like, it's not enough to, it's like, light spoilers, light spoilers. I knew I was in trouble when, Mar- so so the premise of the movie, Mario and Luigi get sucked through, it's basically the entire setup of their 93 Mario Brothers movie. They start off in Brooklyn, they get sucked into this world, they get separated. Luigi goes in the Darklands, which they don't do anything with, and Mario is off on the Mushroom Kingdom and he's trying to save Luigi. Great. And then that's clever. Then he, uh, um, uh, they get introduced. Mario gets introduced to Peach, and they immediately establish, like, oh yeah, Peach can do everything Mario can do, but way better. Okay, so then why is Mario here? Like, why do we- why isn't this a Peach movie? If Peach can clearly is more capable in every conceivable way than Mario, and like she sees Mario, like, oh, you're a human. Well, time out. What does that mean? And they, it takes another twenty minutes That's for them to explain. But, but how does she know what? The, but like, what is that? Is she not human? What is? It? And it takes twenty minutes for no, them to get to. She, she also, I know, but they don't explain that for twenty minutes. I feel like if I'm Mario, that's my first question. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm going to train you to do this stuff." But you can tell why. How she looks. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying, but like, does that mean that humans don't exist here? There's basic storytelling stuff that this movie what, fails to DJ, accomplish. You're- you're nitpicking. I am not. I the, the uh, fundamentals of storytelling. The the where does Peach come from? Why does it matter that Mario's a human? Why know. is she going to train him? 
But she doesn't know. I, but she knows that she's she, too spoilery. She, too spoilery. Too spoilery. What, but what I'm saying is, it doesn't justify the movie. The movie doesn't justify itself. This is a, this is an hour and thirty minute video game ad. That's what this is. This is. And Shigeru Miyamoto basically said that he's like, oh yeah, I know we haven't done this for a bunch of years, but we thought if we did a movie, people would buy more games. This is a video game. This I is would. an ad for the games. <laughs> it worked on me. Yeah, I don't think I think the '93 Mario movie is better. Uh, I think it's a better movie. That's crazy and egregious, and I don't think you actually think that. <laughs> no, I do, I do, because it's it, it. Yeah, I do. It's. It, I don't it's, think you think that. I do think that. Um, I do, but um, well, hold on, we got some questions. We got some questions from the Discord. Uh, ba ba uh, Jake Hefner. Do you think this movie would have benefited from OG voice actors from the Mario games, or was it a good idea to go with the star-studded cast? I'm going to keep for saying this, but I think it was a good idea to go with the star-studded cast. Do you think it benefit? Do you think it benefited the the the? How do I phrase this? Did it make the movie better, or do you think it'll just help them sell more tickets? Sell more tickets. Yeah. I um, don't disagree. Also- I don't disagree. <laughs> Also, I think that, like, they explain Mario's voice in this off the top. Um, I happen to love a lot of these actors that they picked and their voices. And really, like, I do think voiceover actors should always be given their flowers and they're not. So it's hard to root against them getting the lead roles and major box office hits. Yeah. Um, But maybe, maybe a splitsies situation. Yeah. Maybe a 50-50, you know, like I love what The Last of Us has been able to do mm-hmm. by incorporating. And you said that they were able to do that with the actor who voices Mario a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. he played, we, you, there's a moment where they talk about yeah. their accents. He plays that character. He also plays Mario's dad. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, so a little bit of that. But yeah, no, I think they made the right call for the box office. Uh, maybe I still, I think it's Mario. I think it would have sold just as many tickets because it's Mario and it looks good. Although I do understand like Shigeru Miyamoto's mindset in this. And it's like, yeah, I don't care who they cast for the American cast. The Japanese audience, we're going to redub that shit in Japan. So it doesn't fucking matter if it's Chris Pratt over there. I don't care that fucking Bowser power ballad cutting it out of the movie, man. It's out of there. Um, uh, for Japanese release, um, Leonard Kim, from what I've heard, the Super Mario Brothers movie is a big soldier trip. What characters stood out to you? Were there any characters that you appreciate more after watching? Possibly an, op- uh, op- an opposite effect. What is a big and soldier trip? Mm-hmm. Big nostalgia trip. Oh. Nostalgia. Big nostalgia trip. Sorry, I was focused on that. So then the question is, it's a nostalgia trip. Who's your favorite character? Yeah, what character stood out to you? Were there any characters that you appreciated more after watching? Possibly an opposite effect, like ones so you. So Peach has less. always been my favorite character. I'm obsessed with Peach, but in this, the person that I appreciated the most was Toad. Wow. I was like completely <laughs> obsessed with Toad, and after this, I was like, I love Toad, um, love, and okay. I loved Donkey Kong too. But Toad to me was like, I can't believe Toad pulled on my heartstrings like that. Pulled on your heartstrings. Yeah. Does he do anything in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? No. I'll say. I'll say this. Toad is annoying in the games, and he's annoying in this movie too. Uh, I like Donkey Kong. How could you think that? Because 
it's it's annoying. His voice is annoying. We his all need a toad in our life, man. To do what? Uh, anyway, uh, what is he? Anyway, uh, there's a lot. Mm, there's a lot of characters in movies that don't really do anything. I think Toad is one of them. Luigi what are is one you of them. Talking about? Did they uh, not Peach is kind of one of them, did? honestly. Mar- the, anyway, um, uh, the, the characters have very two dimensional personalities in this movie. Um, uh, anyway, also known as you know everybody's wants and objectives. Do I? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so mm, mm, yeah, I mean. To stop Bowser, that's their want. Mario wants Luigi. Princess Peach wants to stop Bowser. The end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I would be very interested to see if uh, uh, the people who did Spider Verse or Pixar were to do a movie like this, because as opposed to the Minions people, because uh, I I thought the jokes were bad and the I never saw Minions. Was it not good? Um. The Despicable Me and Minions are are just very like bottom. A lot of the Illumination films are perceived as bottom of the barrel kids stuff. Like little, the littlest of kids enjoy these movies. Too bad for the adults that have to take them there. And I felt that for this, I think uh, the characters I like. I like Donkey Kong. I like Seth Rogen. Do I like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong? Jury's still out. Um, I didn't hate uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt's Mario. Um, I just don't know that if there's enough there for me to care about any of these characters or what they are after. Uh, they're they're not very much fleshed out beyond their video game counterparts, who are just avatars for you to play. So there's not really a lot here. Um, I think if you were able to put on your favorite Mario soundtrack and watch it high with the sound off, you would get a lot out of this movie. Uh, that'd be a fun way to watch it. Um, but listen, we're running way long. We took up a lot of Star Wars stuff. We're probably going to talk about Star Wars stuff more. Roxy says, go see this movie. I say, you know, maybe wait well, until it's streaming. I mean, if you're a huge Mario fan, um, maybe go check it out. But, you know, wait, 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 maybe wait till it's streaming. Roxy, where can the people find you? Hyping up all the things other people hate at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter, yank out the vowels from stupid. And we'll see you all next time. Bye.